Get your dance and shout. Glory be to God. Good morning. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Day to you and each and every one of you. God bless you today. I do greet you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To all friends and guests that may be here and those who may be watching live stream, God bless you. And to our entire Macedonia family and to all those who labor with love in this wonderful ministry, God bless you real good. To our wonderful deacons and trustees and reverends that share this pulpit, God bless you as well. To the board, to the committee, I'd like to thank you for this for this opportunity to come forth and bring forth a word from the word of God. Thank you so very much. I appreciate you calling upon me, and I'm honored to be here today. Amen. And last but never the least, to Pastor Charles Twyman, thank you so much, Pastor, for all of the years you have given the wisdom and the word of God that you have reigned in upon us. We thank you so much for the word of God and the blessings you have given us. To your magnificent wife and to your wonderful children. We do thank you, Pastor Twyman, for all the service that you have given down through the years to this very present moment. We love you. And if I can't be personal, I love you. God bless you real good. Amen. Amen. Well, we have a word of prayer and then we get right into the word. That's okay with you. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you now, God, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for all that you have done and all that you are doing and all that you will do. I ask you in the name of Jesus Christ, Father God, to please use me, your servant, today to be a blessing, God, to your people. Even to those who are not saved, Lord, that they may come running to you saying, what must I do to be saved? Lord, I want to thank you for your goodness and kindness. And I ask you in the name of Jesus Christ to please use me for your glory and for your praise. Hide me behind the cross that others may see you, Lord God. We thank you for all the blessings and all your goodness and kindness. In Jesus' wonderful, gracious name, we pray and ask these blessings in others. Amen and amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles today, you did bring your Bibles, right? I hope you brought your Bibles. Amen. But we, if you have brought your Bibles today, we're looking at the book of Acts. The book of Acts today, chapter 4. We're going to look at verse 2, and then we'll jump down to verse 8 to 13. Acts chapter 4. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. I'll be reading again from the New Living Translation. Verse 2, and then the verse 8, verse 2 says, These leaders were very disturbed. 
that Peter and John were teaching the people that through Jesus there is a resurrection of the dead. Verse 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of our people, we're being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man. Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me clearly state to all of you and to all the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. The man you crucified but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scripture where it says the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in the scriptures. They also recognized, they recognized them as men who have been with Jesus. Amen. May God add a special blessing to the reading of his magnificent word. I like to entitle this message today Who is Jesus to you? The rejected stone or the cornerstone. I say that again. Who is Jesus to you? The rejected stone or the cornerstone? Amen. It's resurrection day. Yes, Easter has come. And you know, you know, you know, you would think that almost everybody everywhere would be smiling and jumping and rejoicing because, because Acts 4.12 says there is salvation in no one else for God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. <laughs> There is this, this, this paradox of Easter. It's a precious day on the Christian calendar. But you know, not, 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 not everyone shares this joy this morning. Some people don't care. Others don't believe. And many don't know what to believe. There are some who are angry 
angry at the thought of a man rising from the dead. Why? Why? Because it challenges everything they think they know. Easter reminds us in the biggest way that God plays by his own rules. And, and it's on this day. We realize that, that he doesn't always do what we expect. And sometimes he does what we least expect. Beyond human understanding. And you know, rising, rising from the dead definitely falls into that category. I dare to say, I dare to say no one here has ever seen anyone rise from the dead. I can't speak for you, but I, I haven't. That's clearly how the disciples felt early Sunday morning when they found the stone rolled away. Yes, the tomb was empty. They, they felt it was strange, odd, weird, spooky. They, 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 they didn't immediately think he had risen from the dead. But they, they, they assumed the opposite that someone during the night had entered the tomb and stolen the body. <laughs> you, you, you remember when, when, when Mary Magdalene in the Bible, when she saw that the, 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 the empty tomb was with her empty and she began to weep and she said to the angels, where have they taken? They have taken my Lord away. And I don't know where they have put them. That's what she said. Now, now resurrection was the last thing on her mind. On that first Easter morning. But eventually, eventually they believed. But it didn't happen suddenly. And and for some, it took days and perhaps weeks. But soon the truth was revealed. He's alive. First they whispered the truth behind closed doors. He's alive. And then they began to preach it to the streets. He's alive. Finally, they took the message to the, the heart of the Roman Empire and began to say he's alive. A few weeks after Easter, Peter and John were on their way to the temple. When they met a crippled man who, who, who asked them for some money, Peter replied, with these famous words you, I'm sure you probably heard. I don't have any silver and gold for you. But I will give you what I have. 
In the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Get up and walk. The man stood up. Completely healed. And began walking and dancing and shouting. Praising God. You know, I would do the same thing if that was me. Amen. I cut a step. I'd be shouting, Jack. And when the crowd gathered, Peter preached the gospel to them, challenging them to repent of their sins and turn to Christ for salvation. Now, when the rulers of the Jews heard this, they, they had Peter and John arrested. In the Bible, in the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 2, tells us that the rulers were disturbed because the apostles were proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. But not only the rulers, but also the Sadducees who, who didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead in any kind of sense. They were, they were upset with the claim that Jesus himself had risen from the dead. And they felt such teaching had to stop. And you know, you know, even today, there are people who don't want to hear the Eastern message. You say, why? Because it, it threatens their, their belief system. The idea that someone could come back from the dead flies in the face of their self-professed knowledge. Well, the next day, Peter and John were brought before the Sahedrin, the Supreme Court, ancient Israel. It was a group of about 70 men under Rome authority. They had the power to enforce Jewish law, to track cases, and to settle disputes. In the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 7, tells us that the Sahedrins and these two, and the two apostles, the Sahedrins and the two apostles, had asked them a very simple question. They said, by what power or what name did you do this? <laughs> what a question. What a question for a moment for a Christian. Recorded, this is, this is the first recorded persecution of a Christian. What will Peter do? Well, he had three choices. He can, he can apologize for making trouble. There's no way, but that was no way that Peter was going to do that. He can say nothing and hope for the best. But Peter never said nothing in his whole life. 
or, or, or lies, he can, he, can, he can seize the moment to preach the gospel, which is exactly what he does. He may have, he may have remembered the words of, of Christ in Matthew chapter 10, verses 18 and 19, where Jesus said, you will stand before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell the rulers and other unbelievers about me. Jesus goes on to say, when you are arrested, don't worry about how to respond or what to say. I like that. God will give you the right words at the right time. To those men who think Peter was a dangerous troublemaker. Peter stood up and preached Jesus with, with, with no compromise, no hesitation, and no apologies of any kind. Peter, Peter answered the basic question in verse 10. Who, of who did this? Peter answered, Jesus did. And, and, and Peter, knowing he might never have another chance like this again, he continues his answer in verse 11. <laughs> he says, it is by the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene of who, who you crucified. But God raised him from the dead. This man stands before you healed. Christ is the stone you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. And as in these two verses, Peter says four things to the Jewish leaders. He said, you, you, you crucified Jesus. God raised him from the dead. His power healed this lame man. You rejected, you rejected God's, God's stone of salvation. What Peter is saying that Jesus is the rejected stone whom God made to be the cornerstone of salvation. The Jewish leaders rejected him, but God not only accepted him, but put him in the position of the highest honor. Now, now here is, here is the shock, the shock of it all. These men, these Jewish men, these men who should have known better didn't recognize him for who he was. They made an appalling mistake that became an eternal catastrophe. To reject Jesus means that you have rejected God's cornerstone. And since the cornerstone is the foundation any other foundation you try to build will be wrong as well. So, so let me be clear. Let me be clear about this. 
It is not enough to say that Jesus was a good man or a fine teacher or an excellent religious leader, but not the Son of God. If he isn't, if Jesus isn't who he said he was, then nothing he said can be trusted. The resurrection tells us how it all go, how, how it all is going to end for the child of God. On Friday, it looked like the devil, the devil won. But on Sunday, Jesus won the, the only battle that really matters. Who is Jesus to you? The rejected stone or the cornerstone? I began, I began this sermon by saying not everyone shares our Easter joy. What about you? It says sometimes the road to hell is paved with good intentions. But by the same token, the road to heaven is paved by the blood of Jesus. So I say to you, don't reject Jesus Christ. May God open your eyes today to see Jesus for who he really is. The cornerstone of eternal salvation. I'm closing, I'm closing. I won't be up for you long. It is Jesus and only Jesus. He is the only Savior. God has and only through faith in him can you escape eternal hell. Let me share with you a few facts. A few facts you can take with you as you ponder, as you ponder upon this later on in life, or wherever you may go, as at home or driving your car, that you can ponder upon. First is, you cannot reject Jesus, Jesus Christ, and have any hope of heaven. Second, you cannot combine Christ with anyone or anything else. And last, remember, you cannot save yourself. You cannot save yourself. In short, you must come to God. On his terms, not yours. There is no middle ground. No middle ground when it comes to Jesus. The time has come for you to make a decision. It's one way or the other. Who is Jesus to you? The rejected stone? 
or the cornerstone. The two roads, the roads to heaven is paid by the blood of Jesus. It was Jesus Christ who stood up and stepped down from his throne. And came down through 42 generations. Stripped himself of his glory. Amen. He was a virgin born in a manger. He lived and did miracle after miracle after miracle. To show and prove that he was the son of God. He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He fed the thousands. But then he went to the cross. Well, they hung him high and stretched him wide. But with his last breath, he said, it is finished. Yeah, they took him down. And they put him in a borrowed tomb. He stayed in the grave three days. But somebody said, early Sunday morning, he got up from the grave with all power. I said, with all power. Somebody help me with all power over sin, death, and the grave. Amen. And, and, and let me say this. If you can't remember anything else that I said today, please remember this. Please remember this. He's coming back. God bless you. Amen.